We spoke about the definition of in-depth learning. What does it mean? We spoke about how to do this. And so far, we had four steps, which I'll summarize them in a moment, leading us to in-depth of the subject matter. But the last thing that I would like to cover today is, why is that so important? Why is it so important to learn Talmud? We're speaking about Talmud. The truth is, is for any, any field of Jewish wisdom, but specifically about Talmud. Why is it so important to learn in depth, to get to the foundation, to the basis, to the reasoning, to anything that is be behind the surface? What does that give Ze'ev? What does it give you? What does it give me? What does it give all of us? Oh. And this is typically what intellectual individuals will answer. They don't need another answer. And I would like to elaborate on what you just said, uh, Igor. But a lot of people, which are very pragmatic, down-to-earth, will still ask you, I understand the importance of comprehension and the meaning and the satisfaction that it brings to somebody, but as we say in Hebrew, Yiddish, Tachlis. Tachlis, what does it give me? Tachlis means bottom line in the concrete world. For those who are in the world of wisdom and theory, it might be meaningful. But to some of us who are more pragmatic people, and tomorrow we are moving on with our life, what does it give me? I spent three days learning in-depth about Kiddush, about Lechem Mishneh, about Ner Havdalah. Bottom line, I need to do Havdalah. This Shabbat I will do Kiddush, and this Shabbat I will do Lechem Mishneh. And what does it matter if we spend two, three, five hours about learning of the why and the how of the reasoning of such an opinion and so on and so forth? At the end of the day, I'm just going to light up my Avdala candle and going to say the bracha. And what does it really matter if it's about the color, if it's about the use, if it, and the reasoning behind it, and the history of it, and the foundation, the essence, the basis, the yesod of the takana, of the mitzvah. But bottom line, I have to do havdalah. What does it matter, really? The answer to this question is a twofold one. And the first part, Igor said it in one word. Like I said, to students like you who are thirsty about learning, this seems to be like a natural answer. 
to some people it may not be as natural and this is why I would like to to elaborate on it a bit and take a minute to articulate what Igor just said. <clears throat> you know, sometimes, you know, kids are playing a game and there is a winner. And they ask you, what's the prize for the one who wins the game? And really the answer is the fact that you won the game. The very experience and the joy and the satisfaction that comes from the fact that you won the game, that itself is the prize. Schar mitzvah, mitzvah. The reward for a mitzvah is the very mitzvah itself. The fact that you connected to God. The team uh, so-and-so won the World Cup. Ask any player. What's the prize? Well, the first answer is we won the World Cup. We are the champion. I cannot emphasize more what Igor just said. What's really the benefit of learning in depth is the very fact that now you have comprehended, understood the soul of Kiddush. It's not anymore a Kiddush stamp. We do because it says, But I know what I'm doing. The definition of it. It's I'm bringing sanctity to the day or it's about speaking about the sanctity of the day. So too, when I raise my two halat, I know what I'm doing. The very satisfaction, the meaning of knowing the essence of everything. What is Lech and Mishnah? Well, it's either about honoring the bracha or it's about making sure I've got a significant meal on Shabbat and I do my proper mitzvah meal. And what is Havdalah candle? Well, now we have meaning. Either I remember what happened with Adam Arishon or that I thank Hashem for giving me this creation of the fire and all the uses I can get and benefit from it. Plus, I'm able to understand the basis of the argument in Kiddush. When to do Kiddush. I'm able to understand the basis of the argument about Lecha Mishneh, whether it's enough to eat from one challah or I have to eat from two. I'm able to understand also why is it that somebody said, Rashi, the plural in Me'ore refers to the color and the other one, Raivet, says, no, the plural refers to the many uses. I'm able to understand it. I'm able to, to really, it's the gishmak, the pleasure, the satisfaction of the comprehension of the understanding of the soul of the subject. But then, and here we come today to the final step, there is a second benefit. A benefit that will talk to most people, including those who will tell you, and you know, I've heard them, I've heard this claim. I hear it until today. And I've also heard it from students while I was, teach, when I was teaching young students, young Bachurim. I've heard that same claim. And sometimes they don't even say it out loud, but they feel it. The moment they open a Gemara, the moment they open a, a, a Talmud. Talmud speaks about many different cases and sometimes very theoretical things because we spoke about Kiddush, Lecha Mishnah, and Havdalah, but you name it. There are hundreds of thousands of subjects which some of them seems to be completely removed from reality. And 
The question that comes is, you know, what does it matter really? If it's this, if it's that. Why do I have to spend so much time to get into the svara, into the logic, into the behind, into the in-depth of everything? And the answer, my dear friends, The in-depth learning is the only path to be able to enrich my very pragmatic, practical Jewish life. It doesn't seem like it. It seems sometimes removed from reality or removed from the practical element of my Jewish life. It seems to be discussing logic, reason, wisdom, theories. But no, it is inherently connected and in fact it is the source that leads me to be able to determine what to do and how to do on a very practical, simple and even modern level in our day. And instead of just telling you about it, I would like you to tell me, and I would like you to do the exercise of how, based on everything we learn, we will be able to solve and respond questions, very practical questions about Kiddush, Lecha Mishneh, or Ne'er Havdalah, which the Talmud does not discuss necessarily, and some of them are clearly very uh, modern questions that can apply today. <coughs> And only thanks to our investigation of the source, of the foundation, of the essence, of the logic, of the in-depth of every single subject, we will be able to resolve them and rule the law, practical law of what to do today in a very specific practical case. In fact, what do you think? The Paskim, those who tell us Jewish law what to do. How do they know what to do? Many of those cases are not written clearly in the Talmud. They did, and they had to, the very process that we have went through until now. They went all the way to the foundation of every single subject. And the reasoning and the theories to be able to eventually determine what would be the law in a very practical case? So in fact, it does have relevance. It is the only way to be able to rule Jewish law, practical Jewish law, in what to do and how to do. And if somebody tells you, what were you doing there for three days? Well, we spent about the definition, the theories, the methods of learning. And the guy says, well, I'm just doing Kiddush, it's enough for me. And you'll ask him a question. you say, okay, here's a practical question, Mr. Practical Guy. So, here's the story. I'm going to ask you, for now, three questions. If we have enough time, maybe I'll add a few more. But for now, I'm going to ask you three questions, practical questions. One about Kiddush. One about Lechem Mishneh. The Chalot. And one about the Havdalah candle. 
And then, I'll take turn maybe, you'll tell me the answer based on everything you learn. How's that sound? Ready? Here's the case. Kiddush. One guy, just picture yourself. Shabbat table. People around the table and it's like we sing Shalom Aleichem and we get ready for Kiddush, pour the cup of wine. Everyone is waiting for you to make Kiddush and somehow, somehow you're nervous. You're nervous. Maybe it's... Uh, the Shema Brachot, you know, you just get married. Who knows? There is a Simcha. You just a little bit, you know. And you open the, we give you the bencher and we're honoring you for Kiddush. And somehow you say Kiddush, but by, by mistake, you say Havdalah. No, it's, you, you mixed up the pages. And the first page is Kiddush. The second page is Havdalah. You say Abdallah, there is Bore Priyagafen there, so you say Bore Priyagafen, and before you know, people didn't realize, you sit down, you drink the wine, and we say, wait, wait, wait a second, we just, we just said Abdallah. What do we do? Question is, do we say, wow, he did Abdallah, he didn't do Kiddush. You didn't do the mitzvah. You have to start again. New cup of wine and the whole thing. Or do you say, you know what? Done. In the first place, it should have been done with the kiddush. But somehow, you know what? You said the havdalah. We have nothing against havdalah. At the end of the day, you said, you drank the wine. That's the main thing. And shalom al Israel. <clears throat> and you did your mitzvah. What do you say? That's my question to you. Think about it. Think about it. Take as much time as you need. Very good. Very good. Zev, now I have a new title for you. Talmudic scholar. Zev? Very good. You you did the proper the proper process. Go ahead, continue. You did step one. Step one in to be able to read the Jewish law, not in step one that we discussed. So you, you did the very first step, the, 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 the one thing that a person should have to right away ask himself. Very good. To be able to answer the question, the very first step is is exactly what you just said. Well, what's, what's Kiddush? What's Havdalah? Based on that, I'll be able to tell you, right? So go ahead. Now, we didn't say what's Havdalah. That, we didn't cover that, but we did say what's Kiddush. In fact, by, in fact, by the way, although we didn't cover what is Havdalah, but based on what we cover, what is Kiddush, we can derive what is Havdalah. But try not to focus on what is Havdalah because we didn't cover that. It, it, might, be, it might be a bit more of a challenge. But base yourself on Kiddush, right? What is Kiddush that we did cover? Try to analyze that. Oh, there is two opinions. Very good. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. To speak about to speak about how Shabbat is special, to speak about the sanctity of Shabbat. 
In other words, in other words, have you achieved your goal? When you said they have the law on the cup of wine for 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 Kiddush, or you haven't achieved the goal. So you started Zev, you started very good. You said if the definition of Shabbat is the of sorry of Kiddush is to sanctify the Shabbat. So if I do Kiddush, meaning the the text of Kiddush, I do exactly that. If you translate the words, Baruch Hashem, Mekadesh HaShabbat, to sanctify the Shabbat, right? So then, obviously I'm achieving that. But if instead I'm saying, reciting, the text of Havdalah. Now, within the text of Havdalah, are there any words where I'm saying, sanctifying the Shabbat? No. On the contrary, as you said it very well just before, a minute ago, you said in the Havdalah we speak about separating between Shabbat and the week. So, we are not saying that we are now sanctifying the Shabbat. Therefore, the text that I said didn't include the crucial component, which is a text that should reflect the idea that I'm now about to sanctify, to bring sanctity on Shabbat. And therefore... Since the text of Havdalah does not include that, did that perform Kiddush? Did that perform what Kiddush is meant to be? Yes or no? Yeah, by saying the text of Havdalah? No. Very good. The answer is no. And therefore, according to this definition of Kiddush, what do I have to do right now? Very good. I need to repeat. I need to start Kiddush again and saying the text of Kiddush. However, however, remember you started, you started your, uh, your answer by saying, well, there is two definitions of Kiddush. If the definition of, definition of Kiddush is the other opinion, which is to mention, to speak about Shabbat, basically. To speak about how Shabbat is special. Did you achieve that in the text of Havdalah? Very good. Very good. Very good. Because what do you say in the Havdalah? You're saying, God, you're separating between Shabbat who is holy and the weekdays who are unholy. In other words, you're basically saying Shabbat is special. Although you didn't say the exact text of what originally was instituted, which is the text of Kiddush, which there are, there, there are many more praises about Shabbat, but yet it's still enough. You, you still spoke about how Shabbat is special. Therefore, you have achieved your goal. Therefore, you have achieved Kiddush. Therefore, it's all okay. Move on to the, to the Lechem Mishnah. Now, do you see that this question is not written anywhere in the Talmud? Can't find it. Well, the answer is one of many. We're just covering one right now. But one of many questions that are very practical and relevant are dependent and can only be answered and resolved based on the definition of Kiddush, on the reasoning, on the in-depth process that we went through. Now, Lechem Mishnah. 
Second subject. Question to you. On Shabbat, how many meals you need to have? Anyone knows? Three. Three meals. Now, some reason you did your, your three meals. And you're still hungry. It's a long Shabbat. It's the summer month. And you, there's still two more hours left. And you get hungry. You want to you wanna have a sandwich. You, you want to eat bread. You want to have a, a fourth meal. For your fourth meal. Do you need two bread? Because today is Shabbat. Or not. Because it's not part of the three main meals. Let's hear. Depends on the opinion. I like that. Go ahead. Yes, of course. Beautiful. Beautiful. Ah. Baruch Hashem. Ah. So well said. Indeed. If it's about the bracha, then of course you need two bread. Because today is Shabbat. Doesn't matter how many meals you have. Anytime you say bracha on bread, must be complete. And what is complete on Shabbat? Two. So you need two. If, however, it's about the meal, that you need to have an important meal. How many important meals do you need to have? Just three. That's all. So when you get to your fourth one, it doesn't have to be important. It could be a simple meal. So it could be even one bread. Do you see how this very practical question depends on our discussion? Let's now move on to the Havdalah candle. It's Motzai Shabbat. You don't have a candle. Oh, you remember, just outside on the deck, you have a barbecue coals. You know those coals barbecue? And you say, you know what? Perfect. Havdalah. I'll start them up. I'll, uh, what you call I fan it, I'll, yeah, and I'll make the bracha on it. Can you do it? Let me, let, me, let me give you another one. Let me give you another scenario. You're turning on your gas, your gas oven. Turning on. And you say, here's ash, here's fire. What can be more fire than that? Here's fire. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you. And I'm actually, it's, it's so funny because I'm watching you. And I'm watching the whole table from, right? I, I can see the whole. And, and what do I see? Really, and I mean it, is that, you know, imagine a court of Jewish law. And a question was asked to them. And they go back to their office and they're deliberating about what to do, what should be the ruling, and they go back where? To the sources, to the definition, etc., as we, as we explained at length. And what you were doing right now was exactly that. This was the Hall of Yeshiva, who's basically doing exactly that, taking the text, the sources, the logics, the reasoning, applying it back and forth, see if it works, and you did it. What you said is correct. 
And that is, as you said, if it's about Adam Arishon, I have to mimic what it was, I have to remember what it was. It was about light, illumination. It has to be fire that is meant for illumination. A candle. Not my oven, not my chimney, and not my barbecue. They are not meant for light. And therefore, because it's not meant, according to the norm, for light, I cannot use it for remembering the light that was brought to Adam Arishon on Motzei Shabbat. However, if it's about thanking Hashem for the uses of fire, all the uses, light, cooking, heat, the same way I can use a candle, which is one use, as Levi was saying very well before, the same way I can use a barbecue, which is the other use. Who says that the barbecue is any less better than the candle? In fact, according to this opinion, there is no plan A, plan B. You can use any type of fire you'd like, because at the end of the day, you're thanking Hashem for the use of fire, as long as there is one of the three uses, works. So your barbecue, your chimney, your oven, your candle, it's all the same thing. You ask, well, why today we're using a candle? Well, perhaps because today the halacha follows mainly the opinion that we must remember what happened with Adam Arishan. That's exactly what Jewish law says. And therefore we must use fire as it was then, made for light. Therefore we use a candle. But, according to the opinions about thanking Hashem for the uses of fire, that opinion will tell you, for me, it's enough any fire. Doesn't matter what the use is meant for, whether a candle for light, whether a chimney for heat, or whether a barbecue calls for 